Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Romantic Truth Podcast. Please be advised that the content of this show is for mature audiences 18 and over due to the topics discussed. Please feel free to follow and like Romantic Truth on Facebook at facebook.com slash romantic truth. You may also listen to the podcast on anchor.fm slash romantic truth. Now, here is your host Jawson. Hi everyone, Jocelyn with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas. Now, a question I get from ladies is this. Why are men so angry and what are they angry about? Ladies, let me tell you something. Um, It varies on the individual and their exposure, what they've been exposed to. One lady asked me, why was I never so angry? Because I've been in so many different relationships. And I told her, I said, I look at the value of the relationship. What does it warrant? Is it something that's not going to uh, develop into something that's permanent? Is it going to be something that's more or less temporary or something that's uh, consensual where it will never evolve into anything such as a full-blown relationship? Will it just be something that's just something to do? Um, I don't hang my identity or anything on a relationship. If it develops and works out, then I'm more than happy to participate in it. If it doesn't, I'm willing to go and be the first person to say, hey, you know what, let's call it quits. But the one thing that I'm not going to do is allow myself to get so involved into the relationship that I lose my own personal bearing. And what happens with some men they have been turned down by a lot of women, rejected by a lot of women, and fatigue sets in. It's not an excuse for them, just tell me what happens. And so they become cynical. And then they say, well, you know, I can lower the bar because now it's like, you know, I don't care if I get a woman or not. And so you'll see the guy, he becomes sarcastic, maybe very misogynist, and he's burned out. You look on the feminist side, you run across a lot of women with these same characteristics on that side. These people are usually not born this way, they develop this way. And it could be from bad relationships, bad marriages. There are some men, one of the biggest issues, child support. And we gotta face it in many communities, it's not meted out properly, it's not fair. And we know this, guys get locked up, they lose a job, they lose their car, they lose their house, and they say, fuck it. And symbolically, the only thing they look at is the woman costing them money, the woman setting them back. But it's really their decision that set them back. It's their decision that cost them money. The decision to be with that woman and to have kids with her. And see, just like with women, they're red flags for men. And a lot of men don't even adhere to those red flags because they look at it as a sign of weakness. Oh, I can handle this. 
because we're brought up to believe that we can handle and conquer anything. And the reason why we're brought up that way is because nobody wants to be perceived as weak, as docile, as passive. And remember, ladies, you're the first one to hit us with that if we are, right? You call us wimps, you call us pussies, you call us homosexuals, you name it. You come up with a name for us. Because these guys are fearful of that. They're fearful of being inadequate, not good enough. And there are some guys that got women that they couldn't afford, they couldn't really keep. And when I say afford, let me tell you something on that. Some of you ladies have the misconception that for some reason you're worth X amount of dollars. Let me put it to you this way. In your world, yes. Your value, yes. Your currency, yes. With other men, it fluctuates just like the currency market does that I used to work in. So <laughs> when it comes down to that, you may be worth something one day, may not be worth the, something the next. Depends on the person you meet. Your intrinsic value, the value you're genuinely worth, has a lot to do with who you are, your character, your personality, your values. Those are the things that are going to get you the good man. What's going to get you the good dick is going to be a shape. I'll just put it out there. A round ass will get a hard dick. Yes, it will, ladies. So you're not doing anything special by doing that. Just to let you know. Now, the other thing is that some of you ladies have been brought up in environments where you have had the Cinderella effect. And you're not accustomed to certain types of guys. See, the guy that's going to make you accountable and responsible because he's going to expect it. He's not going to make you do it. He's looking for a woman that already does it on her own. Because see, a lot of men feel as though if they have to force you to do something or coerce you to do something or something like that, they look at it, oh, she's going to do it half-ass. So they'd rather go in and save their resources for that woman that they feel as though is worth the investment. Now, another reason why a lot of guys are upset, many of them don't know how to communicate with women. You get a guy that really goes for the kind of woman that's not suited for him, he gets frustrated because he always gets turned down or rejected and not understand why. Visually, she may be the woman that he wants, where she carries herself and those kind of things. Emotionally, psychologically, she may not be the woman for him. And a lot of these guys miscalculate sometimes and they get with the woman and they think, oh, well, you know, I could go and fix this. Or I could work on this. Or I'll just correct her on that. And they realize, wait a minute, that shit ain't happening. God help them if they do it after they've had a child. And you have a lot of guys that were brought up in the old tradition. So in order to better identify with their masculinity, they're going to come in and be the asshole and be the jerk. 
And the reason why a lot of these guys become the jerk and the asshole, for two reasons. One, they tried being a nice guy and it didn't work. Secondly, they've seen other jerks get away with it. And they want the benefit of being a jerk like that guy had. The guy that you tell that is too nice now, lady, will be the asshole or the jerk that you will find later on that one of your friends or one of these other women will wind up with. They metamorphosize to that. They don't come out of the womb like that. Now, the other thing. A lot of these guys are upset because when they do share their feelings with a woman, she crushes them. And again, these guys got to learn the caliber of women today. Because there are some women out there with low self-esteem and they want to lower his self-esteem lower than theirs. An example was the lady that was on the other podcast that left a message about how the next man she gets, she wants to be able to trample all over him. And unfortunately, some poor sap out there is going to be that person. And he's going to be that angry individual. And he's going to be that person that just becomes very cynical. Now, the one thing that makes men angry a lot. Ladies, you know when you can't make up your mind, can't make a decision. Men have to be decision makers. Whether we're right or wrong, we got to stick by it. The one thing that we can't deal with is the one. I want the blue one. No, I want the red one. No, I want the pink one. No, I want the blue one. I want the red one. I want the pink one. I think it's old. When you talk to us, like when you're listening to us, when we're telling you about some of our feelings, we want acknowledgement. We want input. We want feedback. We don't want it to be a situation where we listen to you and then you say, oh God, what's wrong now? But you don't say that when we listen to you. And you'll get upset if we said, oh God, what's wrong now? You know that equality you talk about? Men hold you to that standard. You're equal partners in a relationship. And true enough, there are a lot of things that the man will have to do in a relationship because he's broader, bigger, and stronger. Nothing's wrong with that. But what you have to realize too is that when a man feels comfortable with you ladies, he starts to trust you more. He starts to believe in you more. And when a man gets to a point where he can believe in his woman, and he trusts her. He knows better. So somebody comes to him with any kind of bullshit, he knows better. Your character will speak for itself. But see, the thing is, it takes a long time before you get to that point with a man. Because you have a lot of men that are still trying to artificially keep up that 
masculine image. And you don't have to always keep it up. You can relax a bit. A lot of these young men are misguided. But ladies also, let me tell you, some of these men are tired of being in your shit. You're still seeing somebody and now you start a relationship with him. Now all of a sudden some guy's coming up to him starting some shit and you don't know what, he doesn't know what's going on. And you're telling him, well, you know, we still sleeping together, we still together. Don't do that. Men hate unwarranted confrontation. The reason being, as men we know good and well, we may get into a fight and may not survive it. There will be always people there trying to break women up from fighting. When it comes to men, you never know. Guys have been locked up for child support. Guys that haven't seen their children and they paid their child support payments religiously. Guys that have gone to court over and over to see their kids and the mother has taken the kids and dropped them off at her parents and she's with some other man in another state. And the parents don't know what to do, whether or not to let the father see the kids or not. And then they get scolded at by the mother when her mother, mother and father allows the father to take the kids out and to go see them. A man should never have to cry to see his children. And some of you ladies punish men on that premise. He didn't pay child support. They ain't got shit to do with the kids' feelings. It has to do with yours. Some of you ladies haven't let go of the anger that you have because the relationship didn't develop, but you have children now. Those children take priority over you and him. A lot of you don't like doing that. You're still trying to fight that old battle. Taking them to court to see which woman he's with now. Taking them to court for more money. There's some of you guys out there that weren't ready for a family. And so what you do is you work a job for about two or three months until child support catches up with you. Then you quit. Then you go start another job. Then you quit. And then before you know it, you work for damn near every company in your community. Trying to dodge responsibility. That ain't good either. And this causes conflict. If you have an irresponsible woman, an irresponsible man together, what do you expect? Nothing positive is going to come out of that. Nothing but pointing a finger, arguing, and blaming. And some of these men get so disenfranchised, self-esteem gets so low, they're not in the in crowd. They don't have a support mechanism for the most part. They really can't identify with anything or anybody. So they feel as though life has passed them up and they feel downtrodden, abandoned, led astray. 
Why do you think Donald Trump was so popular with his message? He spoke to a lot of disenfranchised Americans. Married, single, divorce, everything else. Because what these people are looking for is hope in some way. Because they haven't found it in their own lives in many measures. And a lot of them don't realize that they have the power in themselves to change. See, you know, it's like when you get a epoxy or where you fall asleep. You at a certain altitude in the plane and the cabin is not pressurized. You have only seconds before, boom, you're out. Air is too thin to breathe. You don't want to get to that point. Because when you get so comfortable, you spiral down to depression, negative thoughts. You don't have to. There's more to you than that. There's more to your existence than that. So ladies, this is why some of the men that you meet Are so upset and angry. Some of them been cheated on just like you have. And some men get tired of hearing that shit. Oh, Max cheated on me and blah, 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 blah. And men are this, men are that. Men get sick of hearing that shit. We hear it over and over from woman after woman after woman after woman. And what we do is we tell you, it was your choice to be with him. You had a choice of choosing me and every other man on this planet, and you chose the one that fucked you over. You chose him. Somebody you wanted. You passed up guys to get to him. So that's the reason why these guys don't have much empathy for some of you. You had better choices than they had. Better choice in men than they had in women. And then you may run across a guy that has low self-esteem. And the reason why he has that is because he's never been secure in himself. He never had the self-confidence. And so what he has to do is foster insecurity in his partner in order to feel like he's accomplished something or he's somebody to make himself feel better. And that's not healthy either. A lot of men have problems managing their emotions. We're not robots. We can't sit there all the time and take the abuse. You look at the way they have the domestic uh, violence wheel. They got more he's on there than anything else. You can look it up on Google. A man may be ashamed if his woman starts hitting him because she didn't get her way, didn't get something she wanted. 
I was on a date one night and this woman messing around and she's balling up her fist. And what they had to do with, she wanted to go to one restaurant. We couldn't get in because it was just too crowded. And plus, she told me that she wanted to go to that one much later than she should have told me. So we're going to another. And she props up her fist. You know, I ought to bust you in your head. I just looked at her. I said, really? I said, you mean to tell me you're going to fuck up your nails? And you're going to hurt your hand doing that? Oh, that's right, I would, huh? Yeah. She said, well, you know, I just don't want to seem like a pushover. Talking about she was a Jersey girl and how tough she was. Now you run that shit on somebody else that really thinks that you're fierce and scary. You don't think I'm fierce? No. You better be careful when you pull that shit on because you pull on one of these women in LA they whoop your ass and it'll be a, a whole different thing. Grown 33-year-old woman still acting like a teenager. That was a one-time only. You'll run across this. And these women will be fine as hell, beautiful as hell, doesn't mean anything. You got to go with the mindset. The temperament. When it comes down to domestic violence, I tell you fellas all the time, don't do shit but walk away. Just get the fuck away from her. No matter how you have to do it, I don't care if you have to jump out the window, get in the car, go, just go. Because you know if the wrong button is pushed, there are going to be problems. And you know the law is not going to be on your side no matter what. Just not gonna happen. Because the one thing that they're gonna always say is you had size and power over her. Don't do it. Don't lay a hand on a woman ever. There are some women out there that like sparring partners. When I say that, I don't mean physically fighting. Where they always want to have some kind of controversy or drama going on. Because that's supposed to make the relationship more arousing. Fellas, do not fall for that shit. Because usually they always want to up the ante. Then it may get to a point where they go too far. Other things that men do not like, ladies, you know, when you're talking about a certain dispute, if something has been resolved in the past, don't bring that shit back up. Because what you've done now is unravel something else that's going to dovetail into the problem that you're having at that point.
Men do not like women who don't think for themselves. If your girlfriend is running your relationship remotely, no bueno. It's the same thing, ladies. If you get that boyfriend and he has that alpha male that he's hanging under his nuts over, and this dude is always like snapping his finger for a beck and call, you don't need that either. A lot of male frustration has to do with the fact that the inequality and, and unequal nature of things is one. Because see, what they hear are mixed messages. You got feminists out there saying, we want equal rights. And the problem is you have another contingent of women saying, well, we want some equal rights, but we want men to still be responsible for shit. And then you have the others that say, I don't wanna be accountable for a damn thing. He's responsible for everything. And sometimes men will run across women and they don't know how to differentiate the types because of a lack of exposure to a larger number of women. Another thing too, guys get discriminated just at face value. So you might meet that short, bald-haired guy that's only 5'3", that wears a size 13 shoe. And he may have a little chip on his shoulder, a little little man syndrome. That's because he's been turned down by a lot of women on his height. So they have a complex around him. What men need, just like you ladies, in some degree, is reassurance from you. When we get that, we feel as though we've made the right choice and made the right investment in you as a woman. The one thing that men do not like, and a lot of traditional women still do this shit, you're critiquing him constantly. Now, I know for some of you ladies, it's fun to do that and say you're joking and you're being sarcastic and all of that. That shit gets old. Because men are teased all the time by other men. That shit wears us out. We deal with it a little bit too much, too often. It gets old. The other thing we need to look at is this. Men do not like being pitted against others. I know some of you ladies use this for entertainment purposes. This is not the Roman Colosseum. And you're not sitting there clapping your hands, telling the gladiators to begin the fight. And I tell you men, no woman is worth fighting over. There are too many other women out there that you don't have to do that for in order to be with them. Telling us the truth 
a lot of women, a lot of men are very phobic about women deceiving and lying, lying to them. It's a big issue. Now, I know ladies, you lie a lot of times to help not hurt someone's feelings, to be, political, be politically correct, to do damage control. I get it. Tell us the truth. We could deal with the truth. Seriously, we could deal with the truth over any other lie you could ever tell. The reason being, as men, we usually deal with facts. We deal with the facts first and the feelings secondarily. You ladies deal with the feelings first, then the facts. We do the opposite. And the reason why we do this is because we're going to have to be responsible for cleaning the shit up no matter what it is. So we want to know what's going on. Now, the reason why many men don't date single moms has a lot to do with, as I told you before, parenting skills. And it has to also do with how much disrespect they see towards you as a parent from your child. That's a big, big, big factor. Because if they see that it's permissible, you as a woman would probably say something like, if a guy had a kid that was out of line or something like, oh, I'm gonna straighten him out. That man knows he ain't straightening shit out because he knows if he gets in there and tries to be the new sheriff in town, that was a big, the biggest mistake he could make because he knows you're gonna be there to defend that kid no matter how wrong that child is. So I'll talk more in a moment. You will find men that have anger because they don't feel as though they have accomplished much. They don't feel as though they could provide on a level where they think that will be sufficient for a woman. Because what do most women in America cut men down over? Money. How much money you make. And he'll sit there and be the most respectable and stand-up guy. And yeah, he may not make $100,000 a year. And then you pass over him. Later on, you may not find a 100K a year man. Then you come back to him as if he's supposed to bow down and be thankful that you're there. And you get with this man, now he's treating you like shit. And it's like, well, wait a minute, he was bowing down to me when I turned him down, but now that I decided to be in a relationship with him, he's treating me like shit. That's because, in the first place, he didn't expect to have you. And that's the way he felt, like shit. He wants you to feel the same way he did. Not justified to me, but this is what some people do. Now, you'll run across the insecure man. 
Many of these men are like a turtle without a shell or a hermit crab without a shell. They used to have a security type of uh, network around them. Whether it was a very permissive mother, a hands-off dad, and this person reigns supreme with their own thoughts, feelings, and beliefs, unchallenged. So therefore, no one should challenge them under any circumstances. No one should second guess them. They're the last word. Now, they run across somebody that stands up for themselves that's problematic for them because they're not used to that. They're not accustomed to that. They don't want any back talk. They don't want any lip. Your word is the last word. You know, it's funny. When I was married to my wife, I'm not married to my wife, right? She would always tell people, you got to talk to my husband about that. And there was a pride in her by saying that. They scared the hell out of me. Because the first thing I think, oh, damn, what, what kind of bill we got to pay now? But no. And she would tell me, she said, well, so I'm just not going to sit here like I used to and just try to talk to them. I have a husband. And what she was saying, I'm going to defer to you. It was that security blanket. There are a lot of good men out there that never had a chance. A lot of you ladies never gave them one. You were too busy reaching, reaching for the wrong thing, but when you get older and not as popular and not as attractive, then it comes down to you don't understand why he is not into you. And by that time, it has a lot to do with the sentiments of being rejected. Now, some men get respect confused with silence. Silence is not respect. Silence is silence. But some of them have been brought up in very restricted households where the woman is just supposed to be seen and not heard like the children. And the reason why so many of you women run across misogynist men like that is because they're submissive women who cater to them. And you might encounter one. There was a lady on TikTok that had met this guy on a dating app and they were really chilling. They were hitting it off and 
They went home one night, went to her place. She really liked them. And they were watching old crime stories. Well, the O.J. Simpson case came up. And just when they showed the place where on Bundy where she was killed, along with uh, Goldman, the guy said the bitch deserved it. And at that point, she realized, oh my God, who the hell did I invite into my apartment? And she thought he was kidding, he was serious. And what that reaction stemmed from was a past relationship where he was cheated on. And guess what he didn't do? He didn't go to therapy to resolve it. His self-medication was going around tearing down each other, tearing down other people. And that's another thing about us as men. We don't like going to get help, psychological help. Because it's perceived, anytime you go for help as a man, it's perceived as a weakness. Society has created that for us. For what reason? I don't know. We're human just like everybody else. We're not robots. We have feelings. Another problem that men have, and I will attest to this because I had this problem for years, you gotta watch the people around you. Some of your friends are not the best people to be around you. And as men, we're not that sociable as it is. We always have the side eye on everybody when it comes to another male. Because we don't know. Yeah, bro, cool today. He may not be cool tomorrow. You got to check the temperature every day. That's the way it works. Then you got some immature guys out there that, you know, the boys with them everywhere on the dates and everything else. Fellas, you need to cut that shit out. Whenever you with a woman, old boy needs to go somewhere. I know he's your homie and everything, and y'all hang. No, he needs to respect you and your lady. Respect your time with her. When I see my buddies with that woman, I nod. That'd be about it. Because the different type of environment when we're all at the bar drinking and having fun and looking at the women and stuff like that. But the reason why we do that is so that we don't fuck up and say something out of line by accident. Hey man, where is Daphne? Oh, I'm with Glenn. Oh, I'm, ma'am, I'm so sorry. That kind of shit. 
Don't want to get caught doing that. We got to watch our friends because they'll tell lies to their wives and spouse and include us in shit. We got to deal with a fucked up boss in some cases on a fucked up job. That boss that nobody likes and everybody want to whoop his ass. Oh, we'd have plenty of those testosterone-filled jackasses when I was in the Marine Corps. Oh, you gotta be tough. You gotta be tough. You can't. You can't do this. You can't do that. You gotta be. I'm like, you never fought in a war. You talking shit? Cause as soon as those bullets start flying, everybody all of a sudden has to come to Jesus' moment. But you run across that. But it's about identity. And men are real big on identity. Ladies, if you want a good man, a man is defined by the decisions he makes in respect to others than himself. A lot of you get it backwards because you're looking for the shiny metal objects first and not thinking about the fact that the reason why he got those shiny metal objects is because he looked out for himself and no fucking body else. And you think you're going to share a lifestyle with him, you got another thing coming. He's not interested in sharing shit with you because the way he looks at it, it's mine, I earned it, you didn't do shit to get it. So you don't deserve the spoils. Save yourself the headache and heartache from it, because it will come sometimes. If you get with the wrong guy. You have guys that feel as though they're worthless. They were told that by their parents, told that by other people in society, told that by the teachers. And a lot of these guys, if they're not careful, will involve themselves in self-destructive behavior that they shouldn't. And they don't have to. They could have a wonderful time, wonderful life. But they gotta realize that they are not being judged for saving themselves going to get therapy, going to get help. You save me a damn self. Damn the opinions of these women out there. Because you can always come back. Monica's daddy told me one thing. i never forget. He was talking about when they were in Italy, when they were young, they were children. He and uh, Victoria, his wife, and he talked about how one day he wanted to wear a nice Italian suit. Because where they lived in Sicily, they couldn't really afford it. 
And he said that was one of his goals in life. And he said that all of the other girls he tried talking to didn't like him because he didn't dress a certain way. Victoria liked him for who he was. Because what he would do is get his guitar and go out underneath her window and sing to her every night. People would throw fruit at him and shit. He won her over, not what he had. That was tough during then because you had Mussolini and all those people. But they were able to shoulder through it. Soldier through it, rather. And what you have to remember, ladies, is this about a man. A lot of you think you know the whole narrative about him. There are some people, true enough, that will not grow. And you can come back and see them 10 years from now and they're in the same position. But there are others who do grow. You know, on the last podcast, I look at some of the women that I've dated that have left messages and where they are now. A grandmother in Calabasas. Years prior, we won a fucked up balloon ride. It happens. It happens. But here's the thing. People do grow, people do change. I look at Megan, they there used to date. Look at Tanya. I look at a lot of the women that I dated in the past. I chose them for a reason. So for me to deny them, talk bad about them, tear them down. No, because I had more good times with them than bad times. And see, that's what men want to do, ladies. They actually want to have wonderful times. Let me tell you what a man really wants when he comes home, besides a beer and a meal. He wants peace. P-E-A-C-E, and then later on that night, a little P-I-E-C-E. He wants the two pieces. And here's the reason why men usually want peace when they come home. They have a lot of turbulence at work. They got a lot of backstabbing going on. They got a lot of jackasses trying to blame them for shit. They got a lot of things going on, a lot of competition. They want a safe haven. When they go home, they want to hug their kids, hug their wife, and try not to have any more kids if they can afford not to. But, They want to have a wonderful experience. Enjoy that existence that they have. And sometimes we miss out on that because we wind up getting involved with our job, getting involved with work, 
And here's another thing, ladies, I'm going to tell you that will help you out with your man. Take some of the pressures off of him for material shit. Some of you make demands on him. Honey, we need a new this or a new that, or we need a bigger house, or we need this. And he's got to work extra hard. And then you complain about him not having time for you. And then you think he's cheating because he didn't work his ass off and he didn't feel like even driving home. And he stops by the bar and has a few beers. Probably get a DUI on the way home, who knows? A lot of these men are trying to please their wives and families. But at some point, you've got to make some compromises there that will serve the common good to help both you and the man. When men see this kind of participation, you don't have to worry about the trash being taken out. You don't have to worry about the cars being washed. You don't have to worry about the cars being maintained. You don't have to worry about the grass being cut. I have a friend of mine this very day. His wife tries to help out. She'll go out there and start the lawnmower up. And he said, what the hell are you doing? I'm going to cut the grass. No, you're not. You're going to go back in the house. And she's like, you're not going to put me in a stereotypical. He said, no. He said, here's the reason why. I feel like you're safer inside the home than you are out here. Still didn't understand. Neighborhood they lived in was not the best. It was a nice neighborhood when they moved in and it delineated. What he was telling her, I'd rather get shot if somebody's gonna get shot in the event a straight bullet hits than you. Men will try to protect their women. If they have a good woman, they're gonna protect her no matter what. But lady, it's incumbent on you not to start no shit where he's going on the offense. Men perform better on defense. And the reason being, they have options. See the offender, He's got to worry about getting caught. He's got to worry about getting hurt. He's got to worry about being told on. There's a lot of shit he got to worry about. That defender, he only has one purpose. To make sure that he and his woman, family, goes home alive. Or at least that they survive. That's his singular focus. Men like to have things done to them. I'll give you an example. Say, for instance, your husband's been working his ass off. He always comes in and takes a shower. Or maybe it's a Friday night. You say, honey, you know what? Yep, take your clothes off. Get in the tub. I'm going to scrub you from head to toe. Or else y'all can fuck around and both be in the tub and scrub each other. Y'all probably be fucking when you're scrubbing, but... What I'm saying is, it's that sense of camaraderie you'll have. 
He feels included in the relationship, and a lot of men don't feel that way. A lot of men feel excluded. Me and my kids, and you. This is the reason why a lot of men don't get involved with single moms. That and you part. Because some of you ladies have been alone with your children so long that you don't know how to let a man into your life. And it becomes me versus them. And some of you don't even tell your husband you're getting child support for your kids. I mean, your boyfriend, or maybe your husband if you're married. But you wouldn't be getting child support at that point. Unless, no, you wouldn't. Well, yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. Because as long as he didn't adopt them, you would. So, and this is another thing, ladies. Be honest with your man. If you're getting child support, and you're not telling them, but he's working his ass off. Let him know. Some of you don't. I've known women that have pocketed the child support, and the man was working his ass off. Didn't tell him anything. Men don't like being the working joke. And this is uh, the epitome of what that lady, I think her name was Sylvia, was trying to describe. That man, if she was going to make him feel less than a man, she was going to really turn the knife inside of his emotions, make him feel like he was inadequate, a failure. Ladies, you can criticize yourselves right out of a marriage or relationship. The one thing to keep in mind with the relationship, ladies, as you guys get older in your relationship, he's going to be more dependent on you. Statistically, men die before women. And the one thing that you have to help him manage, please, S-T-R-E-S-S, stress. That's going to be key. And it's just not by giving them pussy. I know that helps a lot, but that's not the only thing. It also involves working with them, talking to them, finding out how he's feeling. Make sure he's okay. And you don't have to overdo it. Tell him you love him every once in a while. Thank him for being your husband or your man. Thank him for putting up with you. And he should thank you in reciprocation. These things go a long way. They're just not cosmetic. Because by showing that appreciation, what it does, 
It gives them a sense of worth, a sense of dignity, and a sense of pride that he's doing the right thing for his family. You don't want what is called an incentivized relationship. I got to do something for you in order for you to love me. Mm-mm. It should be where you just have to be who you are, and that's enough. And I'm not talking attitude, material stuff. I'm talking about that person genuinely likes you. Ladies, another thing, don't get too preoccupied overextending yourself to help other people. Please put limits on that. Because see, you got a second set of eyes and even though you mean well from your heart to help someone, what your man is doing is he's making sure you're not exploited. He's making sure you're not going to be used or taken advantage of by someone that you really may care for, whether it's the family or whether it's a friend. So don't get the duck in hiding and weaving in order to avoid the oversight. He's doing that to help you. You don't want nobody fucking over his woman. Friend Arfo. Because you mean that much to him. Now, fellas, let me tell you something that sometimes you'd be surprised how effective it is. I have asked women in the past, had they gone to the prom, that I've gone on dates with a lot of them, said they had. And you know what we do? We dress up like we were going for the prom one night. We literally would do that. And we looked as silly as hell going to some of those places, telling the maitre d' and those people, we're here on our prom date. Because sometimes the women had never been acknowledged. They never went to prom. You'd be surprised how many that did. A lot of you fellas haven't gone to prom. I know it sounds cheesy, But it's one of those events, and you gotta think about it in life. How many events do you have where your star can shine? It could just be you. When you graduate from school, when you get married, I'll tell you one thing though, At my funeral, nobody better not ever say, oh, wasn't it a beautiful event? Didn't he look good? No, fuck, no, I didn't look good. Oh God, no, you look dead. (laughs) Mm Mm-mm, well, hopefully I'll be cremated when I have to worry about. But we'll talk more in just a moment.
Now, many of you ladies ask, is it a good idea to go to like sports bars, like during football season, basketball season, in order to attract men? Nothing's wrong with that. Men are actually not intimidated by women that are up on sports. They don't have a problem with it at all. Here's the thing that I would tell you ladies. If you can kind of filter out the political correctness and the political and social political issues out of most of the conversations, I think it'll be very productive. Now, believe it or not, there are a lot of men that are supporting you on this Roe v. Wade uh, thing where they want to make it where abortion is legal again. And it's not just for the sake of it, not just for the sake of just having the legislation brought back. Here's the reason. Most of the guys that are pro-life under any circumstances, a lot of them have a political agenda behind it. They want to procreate so they won't be a minority. Okay. That's a given. Most people in our society, if the woman is pregnant, usually she's going to keep the baby or try to have the baby. It's a special moment. That's one thing a woman can do that a man can't. Create life. Now, she needs some assistance with it, but she has to carry him and feed him, and then she has to birth him. Now, doesn't hurt to maybe talk about those subjects when you guys have a clear understanding and respect for each other and your views but don't do it when it's a point where you guys are very fragile in your approach to each other and understand you might be diametrically opposed The reason why I am for Roe v. Wade is for one thing. Statistically, more women have children than abortions by far. And fellas, you already know that's a foregone conclusion. If a woman gets pregnant nine times out of ten, she's going to have that child. Whether she wants him prepared for him or not the likelihood is, yes, she's going to have the baby. But when it comes down to rape, incest, a child being born with a deformity that's going to put a hardship on the couple or something like that, or the child is born dead, or will be born that way, It's a whole different ballgame. Because the very people that are advocating for every life to be brought into this world are not the very same people that are going to support the programs and infrastructure in order to take care of them. So if you have a special needs child that's going to be on life support from birth all the way through most of their lives, 
was being done to this service. The child, of course. These are things we have to look at. Religion is going to be another sticking point. Because there are going to be some men that you meet, ladies, that are bound by the Bible or by some religious doctrine, or women have a more inferior role. And you got to see if that's your cup of tea. Don't try to change that guy because he's not going to change. That's the way he is. Now, the other side of that coin, you're going to run across some men that are going to be very tolerant, uh, very passive when it comes down to children. They may decide to spoil the kids. So you might tell the kids, no, the dad says yes, especially with the daughter. She gets everything. Because he sees it, she's his little princess. And he's going to, of course, the poor guy that marries her, mm, yeah, he's going to go through a grill. But what you want to do is make sure your relationship's on a solid foundation where you never feel envious of your daughter because she's being treated better than you getting better gifts and things than you are. There needs to be a balance and moderation and respect and consideration on that. Because there are some men where they can't get along with the wives, they'll still stay married to them, but put all of the money and effort into their kids. Instead of having it as a united front, but they both are doing the same. See, what concerns men most is um, if they make a sacrifice, they want it to be damn well worth the effort. They don't want to make a sacrifice in vain. They don't want to do it. I never forget one night I went out and there was this gorgeous lady that was out. I never forget. And she had a weird kind of color. She had her hair was like Bonnie Ray's hair, where it's kind of it's white in that one section and then it turns to a reddish as it goes back. Beautiful woman though. And I went over to ask her to dance. She was with another lady. And she says, honey. I would love to dance with you, but I'm not going to disrespect my husband. I was like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I was looking around. So, no, he's not here. It's just the two of us tonight, she said. But she says, um, I appreciate the invitation. But she says, no man could fit his shoes in my life. And I was really impressed with that. And I told her, you know, I'm impressed with it. And she thanked me. He had such an indelible impact on her that even when he was not around, she had the integrity. She didn't bring up, oh, I'm just married. 
No. She educated me on no man. Feel those shoes. She had a high sense of reverence and respect for him. And I respected that. She didn't say, I'm married and I'm independent, so what? She didn't do nothing like that. Now, another thing, ladies, marital status for men is very important. One thing that you have to understand is that no matter what man you're with, he may understand your situation and reason why you're cheating on your husband or boyfriend or whatever. That doesn't mean he trusts you. That just means he wants to be with you. So don't get the big head and think that because he's with you that he's at that point of trusting you completely. No, there's some reservations there. Some serious reservations that he may not reveal to you. Two wrongs don't make a right. Now, so be honest with him up front and let him know your status. Just because you're female doesn't mean, that doesn't give you a carte blanche into his life. Because you got things attached to you. And he's got to go and evaluate. But the problem for many of you ladies, you have a misconception because there are a lot of men out there who are looking for a woman and they're willing to do this, that, and a third and accept anything that comes down. Now, the one thing that you have to realize as well, ladies, Men usually leave relationships emotionally before women do. Just generally, we do. Now, you may leave us, but usually when I say leaving it, I'm not talking about cheating. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about saying it's over, we're done, and moving on. Now that number is coming up on the female side. I think it was like in one survey, I saw 47% of females and 52% of males. And the reason for that is men are a little bit more grounded on if something doesn't work, we throw it away. We're trying to work with it try to fix it, but if we can't fix it, we're not gonna obsess over it. As women, you're detail-oriented. And so you're gonna stay there and still try to fix it. Now, some of you are cold and you go just like the man does. But there are many of you that hang in bad relationships too long. Now, 
And fellas, I've told you about this before. The mama's boy thing. Big problem for many of you. Don't allow her to punk you out of a situation if you're a young man trying to get on your feet. If you're going back to school or working an apprenticeship in order to get enough money where you can eventually get your own place or whatever, don't jump the gun too soon because she is kind of punking you out there to do it. You got all the time in the world to think about yourself. Don't pressure yourself like that. Don't put yourself under that kind of pressure. At any point in your life, you can change your direction of what's going on in it. You have that at your disposal. You're not doomed to anything. You can change it. Sometimes we don't want to do anything and we become complacent. And if that's your vibe, you might want to find a complacent partner. Because if you find an ambitious partner, a gregarious partner, you're going to have a problem. You're going to have a conflict. Another thing that ladies, uh, that men really admire about women, take for instance, he has an idea to do something. And he has the concept. He's getting ready to put together the wherewithals. But you've been that second set of eyes on things. And you say, you know, honey, uh, statistically this or whatever, you've looked up and done the research to help him. He's going to do it as well. But you've looked up other things, things that he needs to consider. That helps the two of you bond. That shows him that you have the best interest of you as a couple going forward. And that means a lot. And it makes it feel as though the two of you can conquer anything. And that's a good thing. So that support mechanism. He doesn't need to be embarrassed in front of you. If he was to lose his mother or lose a family member and cries in front of you, he shouldn't be ashamed to do it. And vice versa, you shouldn't be ashamed to do it in front of him. Because what happens as you guys go through these things, you create a history. And that history creates an interdependency and a bond. Think of it like ivy on a building. You might see the ivy start up as a little bitty little stem growing up at the bottom of the building. Then decades later, the damn thing is all over the windows and over the walls and they're having to cut it back and they're having to trim it because it's growing. That's what people do. That's what couples do. And the cool thing about it, with a good, solid relationship, no matter where you are together, that's where the party is. That's where the fun is. 
you guys could be sitting on the back porch and have fun just as much fun as you would going out to dinner because the reason being you guys really care for each other oh and it makes a big difference now men just like women like their space as well so he might be on a basketball team or something like that or play tennis or go jogging or running or whatever so you're getting enough adequate time away from each other where both of you still have an identity so you're not caught up into just a relationship you can breathe and you can enjoy yourselves and that means a lot having that personal identity in your relationship you don't know how important that is because you're not walking around talking about I'm happy to be single because I'm autonomous there are people in marriages and relationships that are autonomous guess what they don't have to make those declarations and they don't feel as though they're missing out on anything because the relationship itself is fulfilling in general as i told you what monica used to do when we'd go somewhere and she'd see a very attractive woman she'd go and turn my head in that direction. i want you to get a good look at her good look i'm like why she said because i want you to do all the things you're thinking about doing to her to me Dang. started feeling guilty and shit and a couple of times she'd dress up like some of the women that we had seen but that was to keep the spontaneity going in the relationship I remember one time I came up to her place and went up to her room and I get in there and she is butt naked honey and she's running over hugging me and kissing me take your clothes off let's get in bed okay well we're gonna spend the whole weekend in bed no clothes on or anything like damn okay <laughs> boy you don't know how close I thought I was gonna be a father that time I was like damn turn your clothes and get a crib and get a damn bassinet but I was fortunate it's like cool and like I told them if we had a town we'll go down to the airport the LAX go to the China airline desk and we're gonna send little Chung Wee over to Beijing for a while let them get toughened up in one of the prison camps for about 18 years. They come back. Father, why did you send me over there? Well, son, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that you were tough enough to make it here in America. Welcome back. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, folks. I wouldn't do that. Maybe rush. No, I wouldn't do it. Uh, but now, so in conclusion, ladies, it comes down to many of the things you ask of men, we ask of you. That's it. 
You see, as men, not too many people give a damn about us. The only woman that's ever really going to have a major impact on the way we exist, our mothers, maybe our grandmothers, but our mothers for sure, usually. That's going to be the closest woman to us. The best information you can find out to be the best wife for your husband or best girlfriend is from his mom. She can tell you everything about it. From when he was shitting yellow all the way until now. You don't want to put him in a situation where he has to make a choice between you or his family. You never get to that level. And the last thing that I want you to remember is this. Love each other. Show each other affection. Show each other you care. Listen to him, ladies. Let him speak. Don't criticize him. Don't judge him. Just listen, just like he listens to you, if he does. Hopefully he does. You're going to find a better man after he can get things off his chest. That's relieving him of some of that stress. Because there are things that men can't tell their women. Man loses his job, he can't tell her that. He feel less than a man. Unless he has an open line of communication and consideration with his wife or his woman. Because see, a man with personal integrity, <laughs> let me tell you something, ladies. You find him and you have that too, you guys are going to be a super couple. It's going to work. It's going to gel and it's going to fly. So, folks, I want you to take care. I love you all. And thank you once again. Share the link to a partner, a friend. Because we got a lot of other things to talk about on this show this coming season. Let me tell you. Take care. We at Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes. In the event for professional assistance, please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255 available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show.
Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.